Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks. More than 75,000 downloadable titles, fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals for a free audiobook of your choice. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash Greg. And now, Fitzdog Radio. Welcome to Fitzdog Radio, a very special, special episode where I'm joined by my good friend, um, my mentor, Sam Simon. Welcome, Sam. Greg, I am so proud of you. I feel you've taken all the lessons that I have given you over the years, and you've really, uh, you've really made them your own. You've Thanks for taking your... me out to the lake when I was younger. Yeah. Taught me how to canoe and chop wood. Yes. I would have otherwise. I would have been. Uh, I'm proud I'd, of you. I'd still, I just want to say I'm proud of you. I would still be black <laughs> if I hadn't met you. Sam Simon is, uh, if you don't know his work, is one of the co-creators of The Simpsons, which is an animated television show on Fox. Uh, he has won, I think, like seven or nine Emmy Awards. Eleven. Ah, most people go, oh, who's counting? You're like, eleven? That's an amazing thing. I'm about to pack them up. Yeah, you're moving? No, I just don't, I, you know, I mean, I haven't really done that in a long time. I feel like somebody else won those things, and I want to get rid of them. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Just came for fun. I've been to your house, and there in the back, you've got this beautiful office behind your house. Yeah, and it's got it's and it got makes windows happy. Around, it's got windows around they the go, side oh, of it, and they're goodness, in the windows. And I'm a crowd pleaser, and you look in, and it's like, holy shit, that's impressive. Yeah, so like, it's nice. It's like a trophy case that's, that's a house. That's why uh, talking to the microphone. That's why they're still there because people well, look, get a kick out of do it. Do it for the people, and I just well, you what know, would you do if you, you were going to get rid of them? I put them in a box. I'd keep them. Oh, oh. Because I was going to say, let's say it was the last two. Say you picked one or two for charity. Let's say you were going to, like, say, auction it off or whatever. Let me give you a little advice, which I always thought people should do. Instead of auctioning it off where one guy pays for it and all this, you would arrange something with eBay where you would raffle it off. And huge, and Simpsons fans, even kids, for a dollar a ticket, you could raise five million bucks with one Emmy trophy for your animals. I don't know if that's true. I don't know I that. Really do. I, I don't think those Who statues. Do a one dollar thing, but I don't it? think the statues go for a lot of money. From the creator of the Simpsons, the uh, Simpsons Emmy. There were, I mean, I think you could probably. I've seen them for sale. It's not, it's not such and a bad I think idea. It's like a thousand bucks. Maybe a thousand bucks, yeah, not five it. million. That's for sale. That's my point. One person paying for it, hmm. but do a raffle and you'll have tons of. Why not throw a buck at it? All right. It's not a bad. I don't think it's such well, a bad idea. You know, right. we'll think about it. I could sell it on Beezit. By the way, Mike Gibbons is the third voice in the room, and uh, not the voice of reason, obviously. Oh, a, uh, Sorry for trying to help dogs. Maybe what? Maybe somebody's been uh, thinking about selling their Emmy from the Ellen DeGeneres show. Oh, you mean my uh, asterisk? That's what it should be, a gold asterisk on a little mount. It's, a, day, it's a daytime Emmy. Oh, oh easy. I, that's I got... a pet peeve of mine. What? Even though I want to pack up my Emmy, when people say, oh, I want an Emmy, and then you go, it's a daytime Emmy. Not only is it a daytime one. I got, four, I got four of them. Yeah, but you know, it, it's even in my lifetime, like now there's so many categories and there's so many Emmys and they let the whole writing staff win. And I, I'm all for him. I think more I love people that in should one have minute, him. In they, one minute he's denigrating his Emmys because they really don't mean anything and now he's fucking, now he's defending it. No, no, I think it's great. But like it used to be really hard to get him sure. and now, it's, and now no. it's not. And the other thing about the Emmys is, and they must address this, the biggest stars of television, the people that drive me, there's no category for 
Rachel on uh, uh, Big Brother for uh, uh, Boston Rob. I mean, these are the Camille Grammer. About? These are the biggest stars on television. Oh, reality and, show stars. Yes. Sure there are. But, the, oh, best reality show, but yeah, not but individual. What about that? I mean, these are the stars of television Interesting. Today. Yeah, that's true. So, like Kim Kardashian could not win one, for instance. Good point, The Mike. show could. Yes, it's not fair to her. Well, I'm saying it's it's you're you're putting on a very dated show. Yes. Well, sp- well, not necessarily because I'm working on them now. Maybe I'll uh, I'll suggest it. Bring it up. All right. At the same time, they're not dated because of the in the um, talk show category. Only one network show, Jimmy K- Jimmy Fallon. Every other uh, talk show is a cable show. You got Colbert. You got uh, Conan. Yeah, uh, Conan. John Stewart. And then uh, I forget what the no other one is. Night? And Bill Maher. I get, maybe it's Bill Maher is a great show. But I'm just saying, so yeah. they're not outdated because they're they're no, but they're I'm saying, cable but that's, shows. That, that's an old form. They 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 aren't acknowledging how much that that fully a third of of television is this type of show. But like sitcoms, they there aren't that many sitcoms on TV anymore. Mm. They used to be half of what was on TV. Sure. And they have sitcom directors. They have sitcom writers. They yep. have sitcom supporting actors. And now in the top 20 shows, actresses. there's one sitcom in the right. top 20. In the meantime. And yet there's 8 million awards for the sitcom. Be best I'm with you, Sam re- Simon. Thank you. I'm very excited for you that I, you're so, I, I that you're like so passionate about something. Person idea, though. Well, you don't like it or you do? I do. Yeah. That was the radio show. We just did this uh, Howard uh, 100 show on Sirius, which was a lot of fun. And now we're Jeff back. Jeff Ross called in. Jeff Ross, the, the roast, roast master, master called in. He gave us the lowdown on the roast, which by the time you hear this, will still be several days away. So yeah. just to just to recap it, basically, you know, Jeffrey told us that uh, Steve-O ran headlong into Mike Tyson's fist four times until he broke <laughs> his own nose, which was exciting. And then he told us that um, he did a couple very funny jokes himself. Can I make an observation? Yes. When they say roast masters, yes. uh, people, sometimes things happen in the language. You could use this in your stand-up. George Carlin could. But listen, how many people realize that's a pun on post, like, it's a pun post-master on Toastmaster, which started thought of it as Postmaster General. I never thought of it until you just said it. That was the joke. It. Yeah. So nobody even knows it anymore, and they just repeat it. You know, that's... Kind of like what somebody said about um, uh, needle skipping. Was it you that said that, Mike? That there'll be a, that, you know, that there's still be that. You'll watch a kids' TV show and like someone, someone will say the wrong thing and you'll hear yeah. that like needle skipping. Yeah. And like kids, kids today have no idea why. A, well, what there, that there's means. also you'll hear a lot of times uh, when they're doing the. Uh, 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 the Arabian Desert, 6 p.m. You know, on a movie, it'll have typewriter sound yeah. in it. And yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what is you know that, what? texting? That'll be, a good thing. that'll be a good thing for the show. Let's do that as a write-in thing. At Greg Fit Show on Twitter. Oh, no, better yet, directly to Ileana on the website. Send in things. Anachronisms? Uh, is that an anachronism? It's kind Ish. of an anachronism. Okay. But I Send I in your, your anachronism. Send it in things that have become obsolete and yet are still part of our vernacular today. And if you, whoever sends in the best one, this will be every week I'm having a contest, and the winner gets a free Dear Mrs. Fitzsimmons audiobook, which comes out in November. Last week's winner, I can tell you right now who won last week. Uh, we're changing up Sam the contest. Sam Simon. Sam Simon. Well, he's going to get this one. this week. 
This is the winner of last week. We did a, we did a contest called How I Listen, and people wrote in how they listen to the podcast because I'm always curious. Because it's weird. You don't see them. I don't know how they listen. So we got a bunch of people. This is Hal. He won. Out of We got dozens, dozens and dozens of people. Some sent pictures of themselves. Hal, I'm a quadriplegic, and I use a Velcro strap around my hand that holds a half a pencil in it. The eraser side is used to type, pull my shirt down, and clean my nose. I heat up a wet wash rag and clean out my boogers. He won a Dear Mrs. Fitzsimmons audiobook for the, being the— that up? No. No, he sent a video. It's on YouTube. Oh. We posted it on the site. You can watch him throw a, do- a ball to his dog, oh. but it barely—it doesn't go that far, but the dog's beautiful. It comes and brings oh, it back. Nice. No, come on. You call him a liar. This week, uh, I'll read you this week's, and then you guys pick the winner. This is, uh, this is the, the final How I Listen to the Show, and then we're switching over to anachroniz- anachronisms. Ish, yeah. Out of time things. How about that? Out of, out of time. time. Let's call it out of time, Eliana. Put that up. Out of time. And then when we read the winner, it'll be a clock ticking, which they don't do anymore. Right. And then an alarm bell going off, which doesn't happen anymore. That'll be the little sting for it. All right. These are the entries. You guys tell me which one you think should win. Uh, There's three of them. Sarah Stick wrote, I listen to the podcast while I am cooking dinner. No kids allowed in the room when mommy is listening to her, quote, fuck word radio, as my husband calls it. (laughs) So he has to take the kids out of the kitchen and watch them in another room. Thank you, Fitz Dog. That's number one. Number two is Peter White. Greg, I listen to the podcast while on the shitter at work. Your melodic voice works better than Metamucil. And finally, Joseph Salem. I listen to Fitzdog Radio while working in a laboratory trying to find a cure for cancer. Sometimes it's difficult to focus on my work because I'm laughing and enjoying the podcast so much. Every second I mess up or lose focus is a second lost in the fight against cancer. Oh, well. Did you send a tape of that? Because I don't believe that either. I don't believe that people can hear you without talking to a microphone. <laughs> That's, That's a what? He signed it. PhD. He signed it PhD. Oh well, then I take so it we back. can look him up. No, his email is from. Oh, his email says PhD. Fucky, you're so jaded and cynical when it comes to non-dogs. It's true. All right, your who's your picks? Let's get it. I, I got my pick. Well, this is no, not a real contest. It's a contest. The winner is going to get a free. Dear Mrs. Fitzsimmons, audio book. I'm saying it's a, it, there certainly is a fabulous prize, but yep. there's, it's not a competitive. Who is the winner? Number one. Number one is the woman who cooks yeah. and listens to fuck radio. Yeah. Mike Gibbons? Send the quadriplegic <clears throat> a second book, I think. All right, I'm going to pick uh, Joseph Salem, the last guy who uh, cures cancer. Mr. PhD? Yeah. I'm going to let you be the tiebreaker, since you didn't really guess. Huh. Well... If there were a way to make up websites that weren't weren't accurate by putting PhD, uh, that would really. You know uh, what? I'm going to research Joseph Salem. You look it up because you got his email. How about this? Let's have look him, him prove up. it. Let's, Let's find out. Prove it. All right, Joseph Salem. You will win, but only only if you can send me a scanned. Uh, diploma. He's accusing you of slowing down a cure for cancer. Yeah. I think what he's saying is... I hope he's working on like feminine cancer, like breast cancer. Right? You know men get breast cancer. Well, not, not often. I'll take my chances. Not often enough. Is that your line? I'll take my chances. <laughs> that was my line. I did a Rogaine ad, and that was the, the tagline. I'll, I'll take my chances. Speaking of uh, advertising, let's talk a little bit about Audible.com, which I couldn't be more excited about because number a lot of reasons. Number one, they're a, a big sponsor of this show. It's the number one uh, 
a provider of audiobooks on the internet, over 75,000 downloadable titles, and uh, th- they've been a sponsor for a long time. They are uh, something that I use constantly. I just use them. I just use Audible because we had a barbecue for a couple of the neighbors last night, and I said to my wife, I'll do everything. So I clean the fuck out of the house, the grill. I cleaned up, and I the entire time I'm listening to uh, Van Morris and Astral Weeks, and then, I, and then I said, you know what? This music isn't doing it. Let me put an audio book on. So you know what I listened to? I'm with the band Confessions of a Groupie by uh, Pamela DeBaris and Dave Navarro. Oh. She's the groupie. Like, she fucked, I mean, just in the book, I didn't even finish listening to the whole Michael thing. She was Michael Richards' girlfriend. She's already gotten through Mick Jagger, Jimmy Page, Keith Moon, uh, Noel Redding, Jim Morrison, and pretty much everybody in Led Zeppelin. I mean, she, this is insane. You got to hear this book told by her. But she's not a great narrator, but it makes it more authentic. Anyway, the point is, Audible is a convenient way to get the books you would never read otherwise. It's easy to figure out. You go download a free audiobook of your choice at audiblepodcast.com slash Greg. I know you'll love it. I know you'll get hooked on it the way I have. And, uh, and also, it's going to be a great way to get the, uh, my audiobook, which will be coming out in November. You get it right through here. Who's Again, read it? get a freed one, audiblepodcast.com slash Greg. Pamela DeBarnes. She owes me one. I gotta get all the other podcasters to list me as I, their... I'm on Audible.com. Isn't it great? Yes. What do you listen to? What kind? You like you like nonfiction, I bet, like historical. That's what I do. Yeah. I like nonfiction books. Yeah. Did you read the one about Johnson, Master of the Senate? Well, that book I think won the Pulitzer or something. Did it really? It's a it's celebrated. So book. amazing. Yeah. I mean, to to see what that guy did. When Johnson got that bill through for civil rights he went against everything his constituents and his relationships in the senate had been because we used to have leaders Mm -hmm. and instead of people that lower themselves to the point of saying they don't believe in evolution and and the the stuff that you hear now it is that Republican disgraceful. That Republican debate, but made also, me, if I may, on Johnson. Also, he felt a little guilty for colluding with Texans to kill Kennedy. I think that was part of it. This is the scratch of the American broadcasting system. I believe that uh, we did kill the president. Well, there's new chatter about Johnson. Something came up. I know it's all, there's unprovable. I'm not denying that. I believe Lady Bird did it. Oh, interesting. Well, she I'm quite the Kennedy woman. assassination buff. Really? And uh, I don't Does know. Does that if mean I have, you talk about it in the nude? Uh, no, Groucho. It, it means <laughs> that I am fascinated with this. I've read so many books about it. I have been to the Why don't you Texas say some facts instead of talking around it? For- I've been in the backyard where Oswald... Lee Harvey Oswald shot President John F. Kennedy. I can't believe that. Alone. Alone. How do you explain? It's all bullshit. Okay, fair enough. 9-11, which was yesterday. That is disgraceful that people think that that could have been set up. Who said or anything any about that? I was just going to ask you how dem- you mem- how you commemorated it by reading <laughs> beautiful <laughs> tweets and watching delays of football games. Nine eleven is very sad, and I called not- three people that lost people on nine eleven, and I, I spoke know. to each of them, and it was a very moving thing because. Uh, they all were not. I expected they'd be in a fetal position crying, and they all were. It just 
conversation. They didn't want to talk about it. You know, they appreciated it, but they, you know, we're talking about how their lives are now, you know. But, uh, no, it was it was a heavy day, man. It fucking crept. It crept slow. It felt like a two-day period. And I wasn't thinking about it all day. It just was like, God damn, this is a shit day that just keeps going on. Well, the sad thing to me about 9-11 is, of course, it's those poor families and all their loved ones. And the dogs. extremely sad. And as you know, the Sam Simon Foundation paid for all the shoes for all the dogs that uh, were searching the rubble. I bought every pair, well, I guess they come in force, <laughs> in the United States and shipped them to, uh, to New York. But that's besides the point. But I also feel bad for the families of the hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians that have been killed in Iraq yes. and Afghanistan. <laughs> And I also feel that ultimately 9-11 is the day that killed America because it's led us to bankruptcy. It's led us to two wars that we will never win. It, uh, uh, it's when you look at the tipping point of the United States, when everything collapsed, it will be that day. And getting back say, our rights. No, I would getting say back take, our rights. take 9-11 and add however many months it was until we went in and uh, attacked Afghanistan. That that will be the point at which America tipped. It wasn't 9-11. It was how the aftermath of 9-11 Absolutely. Was, That's was what handled. I mean. No, in other no, words, that, no you dive. said the day that America turned was 9-11. It didn't have to be. It was an opportunity for us be. to actually become a stronger no, no, nation. Because He's right, though. Who I'm is? saying it's like if you have, as history How went down, you? as history went down, nine eleven is the day it turned because that's the course we set. We didn't set that. Well, we. I don't know who we you're is. You're really being argumentative. You're agreeing with me, and you're making some. No, I'm not agreeing with you. No, let's because, say a person died. Yeah, say they died of a stroke. Sure. Okay, they have the stroke on a certain day, and then they go into the hospital and all this thing and all this kind of, then they die. You know, it's like, that's what I think 9-11 No, was. because the, the metaphor really would be that you gave the guy a cheeseburger, right? Yeah. And then that guy uh, did not exercise afterwards and he continued eating cheeseburgers and then he died of a stroke. Okay, no, I don't want to argue it. with that's you. Not it. He understands what I meant, but I'll, let me put it a different way. I don't blame the terrorists. You think it was Johnson? No. I'm just saying the way we handled it was so terrible that something that was a tragedy and something that, you know, I don't know whether it could have ended up being constructive or anything. It's just we fell right into the trap. Of course. And it was shameful. And Bush was shameful in the days following it and in the marketing of 9-11. And it was the new flag to cloak yourself in. And it was bullshit. And it was an excuse to get rid of the Constitution. Hundreds of thousands of people have been killed. that's what I mean by America. Mothers are left fucking sunless in in so many countries because of the way Bush fucking handled the aftermath of 9-11. Absolutely. It's 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 one of the most disgraceful chapters. Unilateral damage in Afghanistan. 28 to 1. If you get one person you want, you can kill 28 other people. And also, in, and in the zero-sum game, if there's in, in post-Cold War talk, the favorability of America through the Middle East was so high before 9-11. And now, you know, there was a piece in the New York Times by this guy who's uh, from Pakistan just talking about how, 
how much we've done to make the world hate us since then. Of course. So, how about how much we protect Saudi Arabia through the whole ordeal? Protecting that Americans don't even think they were on the plane. They think it was Iraqis shipping them out. All the deals with the Saudi royal family. It's, yeah. it's disgraceful. Well, anyway, I don't want to go down this road. I did, I did want to mention the uh, family. I did want to mention yeah. September 11th. We'd be remiss not to talk about it briefly, but I think we'd also be remiss if we did not talk about... Um, Sam Simon's Twitter. Uh, Sam Simon's Twitter. <laughs> yes. Simon Sam. Simon Sam. Uh, we should also talk about, and, and other, I know it's but heavy also. I was scared also, to tweet Eddie Murphy hosting the 84th annual Twitter Oscars. Yeah, right? What do you think about that? Eddie Murphy, who uh, really has been in, uh, I would say, trading places uh, and 48 hours. Beverly uh, Hills Cop written by Sam Beverly Simon. Hills Cop. Did you write Beverly Hills Cop? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's not true. It is true. You wrote the first draft wrote or you rewrote it? We wrote the shooting script. Were you script. talking to the We guy wrote the shooting script. I'm sorry. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. For Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. That's amazing. Thank That's amazing. God that is damn. amazing. How, it do is we, amazing. how do we not know this? How do we not know that? I didn't get credit on it. Uh, the fucking Writers Guild. Maybe they maybe they couldn't fit the money into your bank account with all the uh, sim- money. with all the Simpsons money that was coming. That in. was a long time. That's a long time. All right, so let's talk Jeez. about. But Eddie Murphy, we used to go to dailies. Hmm. He was ad living a lot of funny stuff. Is that right? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. He was Which you're great. never supposed to do in a movie, but he could do it. Huh? Well, that's what a comedy star is supposed to do. Hmm. Of course. But I mean, according to the, like the writers, the writers don't like the star. Actually, Ken Esten, who was my, we were never really writing partners, but we did that together, and we wrote episodes of TV together. But it made him mad, and I was watching it, and yeah. I was going like, "Ken, come on, this guy's hilarious, He's making us look good." Yeah. So, and was Eddie doing it because he got? Here's the problem: is sometimes an actor will go in and not get the big picture, and they want to chew up a scene to get the laugh there, but they don't get that this is. A piece of a puzzle. Did he get it? Did he get the the whole? He's the greatest film comedy star, probably of all time. Wow, it's a big statement. And uh, white or black? I don't. No, I mean, which do you prefer? Is he black? <laughs> I don't see. Pe- I don't think I look at people the way you do. Well, of course not. You should so see how he, Greg looks at black people. I mean, it's crazy. But, I mean, I'm not aware of the color of a person's skin. He's black. He's black. Okay. Well, whatever. But he's very funny. It's not... You can't say, I'm not aware of the color of somebody's skin. Because if you look at their hair, it's all curly. So tell me this. <laughs> when you worked with him, and you, you really just said that. You said he is the greatest comedy film star of all time. Look I mean, you're talking career. about... Look at these movies. I mean, who do you want to, like... Jim Carrey? Well, I mean, are you thinking Charlie Peter Chaplin? Sellers? <clears throat> Well, like if Bill you Murray, Beverly Hills, t- take his top ten movies. He's the greatest voiceover. Well, over, if you want to take top thing, ten, like Tim Shrek. Allen would have a big box office. I mean, fuck box office. No, no, no. Like, do you, like you don't think Trading Places is one of the fun? He, I just said it. That's what started yeah, the conversation. Yeah. So okay, Beverly Hills Cop. Would you give that a nod? He's got three home runs and a lot are, of a lot the, of duds. Really? Beverly Hills Cop, Trading Places, Forty Eight Hours. Giant. He hasn't done anything in 40 Sadly, years. Sadly, if, if we're looking at money, though, is that what we're looking at? Then Sand, no, we're not. Sandler crushes him. No, we're not looking okay. at money. No, I don't think that's true. Oh, oh no. no, you're wrong. Sandler? Him? Sandler's a fucking, he's a factory. Howard, Howard once said he, goes, uh, he thinks he's the biggest Hollywood star because he can 
get everyone to see a bad movie that everyone knows is bad, and that's a real. And star. he's already wor- he's already got two movies coming up ahead. Yeah, so Nick Swartzen goes to his movies, is be. in the movie, and is writing the next one with him as they're doing. But the one I think you'd be, so, I, I, you know, I. But let's get back I to recognize the Adam Sandler, and I love Adam Sandler. Like I, uh, I think he's really funny, and I think a lot of those movies are good. And I've seen some that weren't so good, but you know, he is a big star. But I'm saying, like, really, when you if you are talking box office, no, we're not. Jesus oh. Christ! So Listen to me. What? <clears throat> you said Eddie Murphy is the greatest comedy film star of all time, and I think that's interesting because I respect your opinion on that. Yeah, I'm trying to think, but I don't. But who I else? wonder if you th- you say that because well, who else? Bill Murray. I said Bill Murray. I think he's he's got to be up there. Bill in- Murray is a great actor. I mean, Ghostbusters was great. Caddyshack. Okay, Caddyshack. And Stripes. 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 He kind of had a Bill Murray career. Groundhog uh, Day. Uh, Eddie Murphy career. Ground- <laughs> Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is a Day. great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Oh, Rushmore was fucking brilliant. That, that's not yeah, Rushmore, but that's not what we're talking All right, about. That's fair. I'll give you that. I love Bill Murray. All right, let's go I back to... Saying, I'm, here's what I'm curious I, I about. Wasn't... Here's what I'm curious about. When, when you were on the set with Eddie Murphy, and this is, you know, I, I think Beverly Hills Cop was We were on the his, set... Twice. So, what was your sense of him back then? Was he a guy who uh, wanted to be famous, or he wanted to make a, a brilliant movie? Because I always think this two he types of He was doing that Jewish voice when we were yeah. talking to him. Uh-huh. He was like, "Oh, so here the writers, okay, guys." And I was like, "Hey, that wasn't great. I didn't appreciate <laughs> that." Too well, you should have go, "Yo, yo, yo, what's up, motherfucker, what's up, bro? Hey, who turkey?" You, that's what you said back then. Yeah, but uh, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was great. He was doing a lot of his own stunts. He was twenty three years old. Yeah, that's and crazy. he. Uh, this was his first starring role. Yeah, because in Forty Eight Hours and Trading Places, he was a co star. Yeah, and uh, there was a little bit of the uh, the entourage starting and and all that stuff, but. Really, uh, I just was watching, you know, when you watch dailies, you're watching the same scene 15 times, and Different Marty angles. Brest is rolling the thing, and he's just, you know, and, you, and you're going like, for God's sakes, you know, like in a movie... You're seeing the same speech 15 different times, and he's thinking up something different every time, and it's yeah. all hilarious. I was just really impressed by him. Well, here's what I'm impressed by. So uh, wait, Greg, is it beneath him, or <clears throat> what is your take on Eddie Murphy doing the Oscars? No, I think it's a great career choice for him because he's a guy who was beneath him before, but then I think you get stately. He's stately now. He's so respected. Yeah, don't forget, like when Bob. But now's Hope the time when you're when you're on your way up. I think it's a really risky move because it can it can end your career. But now he's got he's got all these older movies that were great, and then he continues to be in movies that are. I think he takes risks. I think he does things that he wants to do. Uh, I think a lot of them have bad judgment, but I think it's his judgment. But I think for him to come in now and do something as mainstream as the Oscars could give him that. That second half that you see a lot of great uh, actors get that deserve it, you know, it puts it puts them back out in another way as like, all right, now I'm this generation right. and I'm still Eddie Murphy. So you think he'll be funnier than James Franco? No, 
I didn't say that. Um, by the way, on the Oscars that I wrote on, Ellen DeGeneres uh, hosted. He was nominated. He was sitting in uh, either the first or second row for Dreamgirls. And that was very high up in the program. It was, it was early, and he lost, and he left. Well, he No shit. That's yeah, classic. But, you know, by he, the way, I'm sorry. Just speaking of uh, Portia de Rossi has a new sitcom, and Ellen DeGeneres oh. is producing it. She's the executive producer. Oh, that'll work so out just well. I, I can't imagine what the auditions were like. But that I'm won't just be happy. dysfunctional. No, he, he lost because his marriage broke up, and there was a bunch of shit about him in the yeah. tabloids. Well, I, he won the Golden I mean, Globe. I so think. Sandra Bullock fucking showed up. She stayed to the end. What? Sandra Bullock. Her husband had just fucked a porn star. She came to the Oscars and she acted no, no, like I'm a gentleman. He lost the uh, look. No, he really wanted... he lost out on votes. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I gotta listen to you. Hey, how did your Norm experience go? Norm was awesome. Uh, you I guys really... want to get into this? I mean, do you guys really want to get into this? We could just ask. Why? Fine. You want to talk us out of it? Go ahead. What? We're not getting. Go, go ahead. There's nothing to get into, though. I'm uh, just. I. I just wish the show was coming back, but mm. uh, Comedy Central... Sam is an old friend of uh, Norm MacDonald's, and Mike Gibbons is a new friend of Norm Well, McDonald's. the last time I was here, he was going, oh, uh, you know, I had this show with Norm that kind of... You had a sitcom development deal with Norm yeah, MacDonald's? Yeah, and, it, and, 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 and look, whatever, but then I come in and I find out he's doing the show with this guy. Exactly. And so I was just curious how it turned out. So, Mike, how did it turn out? How did great. your experience with Norm Macdonald differ from Sam Simons? Well, what I say about it is, I mean, I love Norm, is I, from everything I gather from everyone, is I inherited a, a, a really well-behaved Norm. Like, you know, great. Like, no, no addictions. Not, you know, not, you know no, no, there was no gambling. There was no, he was just really hardworking, quite honestly. And, and, and there every day, like a lot, every single day, the whole day. And Sam, does that sound like your experience with Norm? I'd love Norm. I know, know you love Norm, but like I'm going like you, there's some his his this this affect is kind of strange. <laughs> it is. It is, isn't it? It's very strange. What? <clears throat> I don't no, know. If anything is on my it seems mind, like it's... you're not saying something. No, well, I'm, just try- I'm here's what I'm doing. The show wasn't picked up. I'm making good. Why wasn't the show picked up? Because of you. That's what we're trying no. to do. No, it was holding its. Own in the ratings, it wasn't doing great. We were following Tosh, and and which is you know I I Daniel and I created Tosh, and so I love that show. Tosh Point Oh, Tosh is a monster. Mike Gibbon, really? Right? Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to, hard to follow that. Yeah, Daniel, they're doing they're still putting on great shows. It's hard to follow like that energy in such a big number. We definitely didn't keep you know most of the of the viewers, but we were still doing okay. And if you compare it to like Swartzen Show, which is coming back, and other shows that are doing around what Norm was doing, they. They had a very successful pilot season. They're, they picked up four shows, which was unprecedented, and that was the writing on the wall for us. That's kind of the explanation. It was a great show. I, I understand. thought the jokes were great. The writers were great. You know, I thought Norm was great. I, I thought that thing deserved. If I have any affectations, season. I'm really bummed. I mean, I went away. I went back east for four weeks this summer. No, thinking, my my affectations. Thinking think it was coming about, back, right? No, mine. What's the, his affectations? I was I was just saying. I seemed like I knew I, I had something on my mind. I, it wasn't an unqualified. It was great. Got it. Oh, Be, I see. Because so you're can, defending because Norm. It was canceled. You're defending Norm. Yeah. Oh, oh God, no, no, no. Ask him. I, Norm no. snuck in here last Norm week. Norm came in last week. I, no, I love Norm. Yeah. Okay. Good. No, believe me. You don't oh, have no, to no, stand no. up for uh, 
He's he loves. He the guy. called me that day, and then he called my home, talked to my wife to find out this exact address, and knocked on the door mid. Who took him here? Mid podcast, Lori Joe. Lori Joe. Jo. Uh. And we're gonna play golf, me and Norm. <laughs> no, no, he wants all to play good. golf. You know, who's Norm, good? Lori Joe. Is she good? Yeah. I'll go out with both of them. I don't care. My son wants to play with them. And they both came to your house, or was it just Lori Joe that made it? They came to your like housewarming or something. Like I didn't see them there during no. our taping. I was there for the housewarming. No. Lori Joe no, was going up. No, they canceled at the last minute. That was oh, one of the did? worst parties they, I've ever they been to. They planned on going. They planned on going. That party was horrible. Sorry, we'll do it again. It wasn't your fault. Let's play something called Overheard. Overheard. Did you hear that? You hear that? This, Sam, if you're not familiar with, this, with the segment, is things that you've overheard. My listeners, they listen. And then they, uh, they, they write it down, and they send it they to Eliana, and then we talk about them on the show. I go through maybe a couple hundred a week, and we pick out the best three or four, best and we read them. to do on the show? No, we'll just do three. Oh, okay. Four? We got four. Right. But we also have a sponsor. What, what I also do is, uh, once a week, I allow the fans to sponsor Overheard, and I read a, uh, a plug for them, and we go on, they go on eBay, and they have an auction, and the winner of the auction, the highest bidder, gets their plug on... And uh, this, this is Mike, Mike Gibbons' idea about the uh, trophies, but we do it for actual real estate on this show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You go to the website and you click on uh, sponsor. Uh, what is it called, Ileana? Raffle, not sponsor? an auction. Raffle. It's a big mistake. Overheard sponsorship. This week's winner and the sponsor of Overheard, uh, Scott King, is a writer and a comedian who has interviewed such comics as Bill Burr, David Tell, Jim Norton, Louis C.K., Colin Quinn, and more. Jesus Christ. I should get him to book this fucking yeah. show. I'm sitting here with San Simon. Oh, fuck you. That was such a Sam? great noise. That was such a dog noise. Oh. Because <laughs> I, I didn't expect it. I, I you know like, I love you, and you're my most frequent guest. You're one of my most frequent guests. This is my third time. <laughs> Nobody comes back, usually. You can check out his interviews and others at chicagonow.com forward slash class act comedy. And I'm, I'm actually familiar with Scott King, so I have to reveal that. Uh, great stuff. Uh, check it out. I know you'll love it. And these, sponsor, these overheards are sponsored by him. Uh, this is Michael in a Dallas airport passing a young albino man. I'm already, <laughs> you already got it, right? You're already in on this one. Man in front of me talking to his friend. Man says, it must be hard for albino dudes to get laid. Friend says, Maybe when they're like 65, they start to. Because then it's not weird anymore that they have white hair and pale skin, so they fit right in with old chicks. I just like the guys it like, like a ruminate movie, on things like, like, a, like that. Yeah, it sounds like making up stuff for a buddy No, movie. I don't think so, because it's a strong premise. I mean, I think if you walk no, no, past no, no, I think Almeida, maybe they Albino, said it. Maybe they yeah, said yeah. it, but, oh, it, but it, would it work. sounds like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like guy talk. Yeah, that's how guys talk. There was one last week that was funny. It was like uh, two guys see this beautiful girl walk by, and, and the first guy goes, uh, uh, dude, that, uh, that girl's, uh, you think that girl has a boyfriend? And the second guy goes, no, he goes, I bet you she doesn't have a boyfriend. And the second guy goes, dude, she's, she's had a boyfriend since she was in third grade or something. <laughs> and I said, that's the difference between one of those guys is getting laid, the other one isn't. <laughs> one guy's full of hope and possibility, and the other guy's just, meh, she's always had a boyfriend. <laughs> That's how guys talk. Paul, a mom surrounded by, I assume, three daughters in the electronics section of Target. Quote, I know, but I'm used to using my fingers all the time. Which, to me, is a classic overheard. Is just straight up, give me double entendre. Yeah. You know? 
It's a shit joke, fingering yourself, finger blasting. I like to pet a, a pussy. I don't care. Send those in. They'll get read every time. I'm like a 70s sitcom. Scott, in an elevator, two women are talking. Quote, I'm thinking of moving to Alaska. It's winter there all year round, <laughs> and there's a perfect ratio of men to women. The other woman says, good idea. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> she wants she wants her out. She's done with these yeah, elevator she's, chats. She's over two on her facts, <laughs> and her friend just goes, "Good idea." Yeah, go. Let me help you. Let me help you pack, fuckhead. And that was overheard. That's a fun game. There's a lot more men, right? Isn't that? Yeah, it's it's well. Crazy. So they're they're saying like, "We'll." Oh yeah, you'll get you know yeah, you'll get be... plenty of sex. I would imagine it's cold and people have sex a lot. But she's saying it'll be easier for her to compete with men because there's there's like way more men. You mean it'd be better ratio for for dating? Yeah, I just naturally. Think it's a desperate, desperate. It's population. a desperate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, big time. Also, I remember that guy's going to college, going like, hey, "I'm going to George Washington University." Ratio is like six to five guys to girls. I'm like, mm-hmm. how bad is your fucking dating skills? Yeah, you got to play the numbers on this one. Our, well, our buddy who lives in, in Wyoming. He's like, in the summer, it's like, you got to pick a girl quick because winter comes, they're all gone. Yeah. They all like shack up. They all we got to go there, man. When are we go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming? We got them. Seriously, this winter. Oh, that's fast. Uh, oh, uh, let's let me check my that's schedule. fast in uh, September. Gee, it's, uh, wow. it's kind of. I guess Mike doesn't hey, want to go to Greg, uh, you know what we used to say at Stanford? You used to say nine out of 10 women in California are beautiful, and the 10th goes to Stanford. They used to say that. And then they used As to what, say, a joke? Yeah. And then this hmm. is the other one. They go, uh, by and large, the women at Stanford are by and large. That one's pretty <laughs> good. That's not bad. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> All right, let's play another game. This one puts you on the spot, Sam Simon, no, or Simon Sam at Twitter. I don't want to be on it. It's called Talk Your Way Out of It. Talk your way out of it. Just try to talk your way out of it. It's the Crazy Fitz Dog Game. Yeah. Here's how we play. I give you a situation. Impossibly awkward and difficult. Think like the Larry Sanders show. Right. Or the Larry David show. What's it called? Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm going to put you in a situation like that, and then... I just heard somebody do this. I play it every week. Yeah. Thinking... By your quick wits yes. and by the seat of your pants. Yes. Who thinks with the seat of their pants, by the way? What does that even mean? I don't think people think by the seat of their pants. What do you do with the seat of your pants? What do you do by the seat of your pants? You like get you away with something. You cling to something by the seat. You get no. away by the seat of your yeah, pants. Yeah, you get oh, away. You get away by the seat of your... Oh, like the dog is biting you, yeah, gets I the seat so, of your yes. pants. Okay. Okay, well, but I that want... that could be on your anachronisms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dogs don't bite you in the ass. Who wears What's pants? That? It's fly by the seat of your pants. Fly by the seat How of your does pants. That makes sense. Fly by the seat of your pants. Fly by the seat fly of your pants. Fly by the seat of your pants. Because my fly's in the front I'm of my flying pants. Flying by the seat of my. No, it means like in an airplane. No, I think it's a zipper. I think some guys are gay and they have a fly by the flying seat of their the pants. Someone kick their ass by the seat. Of- does that mean exciting? Or why would it be exciting to have a fly Look it up. in the seat what of your it? pants? All right. In the meantime, okay. don't think you see you're afraid of playing talk your way out of it. I'm so not you're trying to, of all right. Nothing. There we go. 
Think of the hardest situation you could possibly talk your way out of. Then here you go. Okay. No, no, no. The other one, Sam, the harder no, one. This one's harder. Sam? Yes. You you are engaged to be married, so yes. you're you're you are going to talk your way out of you're it. You're gonna talk your way out of it. When I give you the situation, just start talking to the person you have to talk your way out of with. Don't talk to me, don't talk around it, you just fucking talk. You're engaged, we know this, and uh, I imagine at some point you're making invitations for the wedding. You want Howard Stern to go, obviously. I'm sure that would be a big thing for you. Uh, and don't pretend it wouldn't. I would never invite All Howard. All right, well, to my don't wedding. fuck up to talk your way out of it. Pretend. Pretend you really want Howard to go. All right, name a celebrity that you'd like to go to your wedding. What, that would come? Just name one that would come. So One that's coming. Oh, Drew now, Carey. Oh, so they've gone out. The invites have gone out. No, but I'm saying it's like I'm not going to... Right, so Drew Carey. Okay. You want Drew to go? Sure. Fine. Now, your next door neighbor, who you know, you walk your dog, you see each other, you guys oh, have a very bitch. good relationship, but now you're fucking it up again. No, she's not a bitch. She's somebody you like, okay? Pick another neighbor. <laughs> In your mind. Neighbor. Drew Carey. Let's pretend that you're familiar with the okay. concept of uh, making things up. Okay. All right. You've got a neighbor you like, and uh, now you feel weird because this neighbor and Drew Carey have bad blood. Maybe this guy's a producer. He did a film with Drew. They blow up at each other. Oh, yeah. Now, you want Drew coming to your wedding. Of course. But you also, this guy. I want you him know, to come you, too? Well you, well, you want him to, except that you know there's bad blood, and you know if, if Drew knows this guy's coming, Drew's not going to come. Uh-oh. Or if he sees him there, he's going to be uncomfortable. Right. So now you're in a situation where, so you tell him, hey, you know, it's an out-of-town wedding. It's going to be real small. It's going to be just family. Not barely anyone's coming. So this way, you're off the hook inviting this guy to the wedding. The next day, the postman accidentally delivers 19 boxes of invitations to your wedding to his house. He goes to return them to you, knocks on your door. He's got all the boxes. Talk your way out of it. Um, Call him Bill. Bill. Uh, uh, how's it going? <laughs> oh, what, what are all these? Let's, uh, did you open them by any chance, Bill? Uh, you did. You be Bill. You be yeah, Bill. I, I opened them, Sam. Oh, yeah. So I guess you saw the, uh, all the invitations that are boxes. going out for, um, the wedding. Well, uh, uh, listen, Bill, uh, you're invited to the, did you get yours? I mean, I, I wouldn't expect you to go. Uh, I thought you said I wasn't invited because it was out of town. Of course, of course. But this I've, invitation says your house. Oh my God, it does. This. Oh no, this is horrible. I have to get them redone. You're right. It says they're taking place at my house. Why would I? I mean, look, Bill. Let's be serious here. Why would I tell you the wedding is is uh, 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 Why would I? Tell you a lie that it was I taking place out of town when it was going to be right next door to you anyway. You know this is a horrible mistake. But why anyway, so many invitations? You. You I said appreciate it was family. It. What? I got a big family. She's got a big family. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, All right, listen, fair. the new dog is very aggressive. Yeah. Okay. You've got to get off the property. Okay. Because I don't want, you know, I love you. And you, you know, you'd be going to the wedding. Yes, but uh, this dog might bite. So Got it. Listen, okay. I appreciate Thanks. it. I'll see you at the wedding. Yes. And okay. Se- no, that's right. Great. Okay. Thanks. Is uh, Drew Carey coming? Drew Carey? Yeah. Because we Jim don't... Carey? No, Drew. We don't get along. I'd rather if he didn't come. 
Well, this is a uh, you know this is a day of love and yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, well, listen, if it's a problem, then uh, no, I'm going to the wedding. Okay, I've already RSVP'd. I grabbed one and I filled it out, and mailed okay. it to you. Well, it's the it's the it's the wrong address. Okay, as I, as I said. fair enough. Thank you. All right. Sam Simon, the great Sam Simon, playing uh, Talk Your was, Way Out of It. Was that okay? You did a very nice job. Really? I think that you stutter-stepped, and I thought that you'd lost your path, and then, bam, you fucking nailed it. Real good. I like the way you used me. Nobody's ever done that before. Okay. We've done a lot of these. No one's ever used me. True. Mike Gibbons, now it's time for you What'd to you talk think, your way Mike? out of it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked how enthusiastic you got with your explanation. I'm not good at these. All right, then I'll do one more quick one with Sam Simon, and then I'll do that. one for do you. That. All right, fun. Sam? Yeah? Okay. <clears throat> yes, you're having yes se- Bill? You're, <laughs> you're having sex with your fiancé. Yeah? TV's on in the background. Right. A Meg Tilly movie comes on, and you come instantly. Talk your way out of it. Well, people should know that you used to be married That's to Meg Tilly. That's a good point. Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly it movie comes on. It be more interesting with Meg. And you come immediately. Talk your way out of it. <clears throat> well... Uh, is Jen upset? You be Jen. Your fiance. Yeah. So you married a woman named Jennifer, and now you're marrying another woman named Jennifer. And I went out with three others in between, all named Jen. So you collect them like Emmys. (laughs) Is she upset? We don't know yet. You just came inside of your fiance. Oh, my God. That was great. Sorry, honey. I'll get you next time. I'll get you next time. Yeah. I'll like you let her come next time. Uh, yeah. is, that out of, is he out of it? I'll get you is, next time. That sounds like a confession. <laughs> I think if he then springs up and goes and goes jogging. Well, I thought you're thinking like she thinks I came because Jennifer Tilly was on TV. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Who knows what she thinks? All I know is you came right after Jennifer Tilly came up. Okay. And you said, I'll get you next time. <laughs> And then he went and watched the rest of the movie. <laughs> hey, look! Let it ride is on. What's the one where she did the Lesbo scene? Oh wow, it's bound, honey. Look. Oh fuck! Let's watch that again. I'll tell you what. Back in the day when I only had porn on VHS, I had porn and I had Bound, and Bound was my go-to wank wow. tape. I just oh, got a picture Gina taken with Gershon. Gina and and Jennifer. I mean, if you and seen... I lost my iPhone and I don't have it. Anymore. Mike, have you seen that scene? Yeah, in the bathroom. Oh, the bed, the bathroom. Intense, intense. Sam Simon. That was a great first movie by those guys that turned Absolutely. into. Then they made Speed Racer. I think even Hal the Quadriplegic jerked off to that movie. <laughs> with his eraser. With his eraser. He jammed it into his... Eureka. Uh... All right. Before we go, we have a new segment called Guest Picks a Topic, and then we go out talking about that topic. Sam Simon, this is your opportunity. If there's something on your mind, something in the news, something in your psyche, something you've wondered about in the past, now is the time to bring it up. And we'll discuss it. Well, wait. I'm having so much fun. Did we talk about the Champion app yet on the podcast? <sighs> Greg, talk your way out of it. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the Champion app. It's like a comic X. convention in a, in a, in a, in a tablet. IPad. It's great. It's yeah. an iPad app. It's so free. it's an app Everybody that Everybody loves it. It's one of the most highest reviewed 
things on the marketplace. If you like comic books, if you like uh, horror. What is it? So if, what is it? I press on it. It opens the up. Hell, I can't believe you. Like, Turn this off is your a, computer. No, don't show it. It's a radio show. What do you mean? Yeah, you, Everybody, it's, 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 it's got pictures and you. You're you not even excited audio. about this. I love it. You do? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, I, I can't honestly say I've read it. Uh-huh. But I've looked at it when they do a new issue. I look at the cover. Like yeah. the cover, if you like comic books. And look, if you don't like comic books, I, this you may not. This, uh-huh. Maybe it's not for you. But, but if you're prime It's like it saying. takes like a piece of art, like a cover. And it has like, like you look at it, right? Yeah. And, uh, and the artist will take his rough pencil sketch and then it dissolves into this next thing and you see it all oh, that's cool it's really cool it's really cool so it's an app for your you, you would want on a tablet not really a phone yeah it's for the ipad okay okay but I'll, let's pick another topic and it's a free Did app you, yeah it's free free app fitz dog free, app is free how do free apps make money i spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars building this app i swear to god and and i got a great deal from the great people at uh mediafly they gave me a, a a nice deal on it, and I'll tell you what. Talk about good reviews. This thing, everybody that downloads it is like, this is like the fucking easiest, most streamlined Fitz dog, and you can get two hundred of the old uh, podcasts on it. Videos, oh, uh, you can you know email back and forth with Eliana, and you could get my tour dates. It's great. By the way, I'll be at the Pittsburgh <laughs> Improv uh, coming up. God, I didn't do any of my dates all night. Uh, September 16th to the 18th, I'll it's be at the Improv four jokes. in Chicago. <laughs> An hour into the <laughs> yeah. podcast, I hit my fourth joke. September 23rd and 24th at the Improv in Pittsburgh, PA. October 6th through the 8th, Cap City in Austin, Texas. October 27th to 29th, Hilarities in Cleveland, Ohio. For all tickets and details, go to fitzdog.com. Uh, Sam, I want to once again plug the samsimonfoundation.com. Go there and find out how to get involved with uh, dogs that Sam trains at his farm to help people that are blind walk around. And no, uh, my Twitter, not my at Sam Su- at Simon Sam is the stupid foundation. Oh, why did you set call it as? Champion exclamation Kevin point. Kevin Kraft said that. Is Sam's iPad app. And uh, Mike Gibbons, what can we plug for you? Uh, the Emmys. I'll be uh, <clears throat> working on the Emmys with Jane Lynch. They're mm-hmm. on Sunday night. That's right. Mike Gibbons writing on the and then writing for Jeffrey Ross on his new pilot. We yeah. wish you luck on that. Thanks. It's going to go great. And then uh, many other things to come from Mike Gibbons. Kevin Kraft, we thank you for uh, talking about your eyebrows earlier. You didn't talk about it on the podcast, but we'll get to that next week. Uh, your, your, what's your podcast called? Uh, Mad Scientist Party Hour, and it's at gloryholeradio.com. Okay, great. And Eliana, what's your podcast? Mega Boom Radio. Catchy. Mega Boom. It is. That's a good one. Fitz Dog Radio. People hate it. They hate the name. <laughs> Sam Simon, I want to thank you for being on Fitz Dog Radio. As always, a. Uh, I love it here. I wish I could come every week. Uh, well, anytime you want to come, even if I have a guest, you can come hang. Just, Just knock fucking, on the door. Norm did it. Invite me and Norm together. That would be fun. Let's do that soon. Hey, Mike Gibbons, thank you for play being poker? here. Of course. We play poker. You want to play poker here? Yeah, I wouldn't play poker with you. You'd fucking take all the money. We won't play for a lot of money. Doesn't matter. You take the little money. You saw us talk out of it. His voice goes up. He that's what did true. you say? He stammered. What? I'll get my dogs to attack him. When you were lying to your neighbor, it did. It, it could have been more convincing, maybe. All right, that's it. We're going to go. We won't play for a lot of next money next week. I acknowledged I was going to no, take no, his when you were on the show. In talk your way out I of believe. It. 
I believe Tom Arnold's coming on next week. I'm not positive. But if not him, somebody exciting and uh, full of energy. Not like him, but somebody like that. Thanks for listening. God bless America. America.